I don't think as a small business owner, you know what your weaknesses or skill sets are, especially if you haven't been in a large corporate environment to kind of figure that out almost on somebody else's dime, you're figuring out on your own. And so you kind of need someone that does a little bit of everything until you can really figure out what specialized things you need to hire out for. At least that's kind of how it was a little bit, just in conversations with other small business owners. Welcome to Hiring School, a weekly podcast about recruiting for non-recruiters. I'm Jackie Koch, and I have over 15 years of experience prospecting talent and building teams for Fortune 500 companies, startups, and small businesses in all different types of industries. I'm the founder and CEO of People Principles, where I help founders scale and lead their teams with programs, courses, and boutique agency services. My goal is to simplify the hiring and team building process so that you founders and not so solopreneurs can implement modern, effective, and efficient hiring strategies that help you build the team that you want to help you scale. If you can't seem to find the right job candidates or simply don't know where to start, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. To another episode of Hiring School, a podcast that simplifies the hiring and team building process for you so you can focus on building your business and supporting your clients. So, so excited to talk to this guest today on the show. She happens to be a good friend who I've met since moving to Phoenix. She's also a fellow Midwesterner, which you know I love a good Midwesterner. Her name is Kelly Kuzman, and she is the owner and designer and really the visionary behind Kayla Gray, a luxury collection of clean fragrances and candles. Shout out to the water fragrance. That's my favorite. Orange Blossom is actually my favorite, but it's not available on the regular. So water is my next favorite, but go check out all of the different offerings they have and find your signature scent. They are amazing and they're clean. So she started her career in fragrance buying for a major department store where she engaged with both niche and established brands. And she just fell in love with the distinctive nature of scents and the ability to make memories tangible. And in our conversation, Kelly and I talk about the differences that she's seen in hiring for large corporations versus a small business. She worked in corporate and part of her background in her role as a very senior director at a large corporation was hiring for large teams and large companies and leading large teams. And now as a small business owner, solopreneur, she's starting to add folks to her team. And she really offers great perspectives from both sides as far as what it's like to hire for big companies, as well as the differences. And I think what's cool is we talk about how some of the stuff she actually learned in corporate, she could start incorporating into her hiring now as a small business owner. I think if you're an entrepreneur, you can probably relate. If you're an entrepreneur coming from corporate, everybody like kind of tries to beat the corporate out of you because you have to make the red tape has to go away, right? You have to move fast and and all of that stuff. And I think 
there's a lot of stuff you can take from corporate that you learned and tweak it or not tweak it for your business as you grow a small business. So that's really what we talk about. And it's so interesting to see her perspective. Can't wait for you guys to hear from her. And make sure you follow Kayla Gray and Kelly on Instagram. Kayla Gray is actually C-A-Y-L-A Gray. It's C-R-A and then it's Co on Instagram. And Kelly Koosman is Kelly underscore Ward, W-A-R-D underscore Koosman, K-U-S-S-M-A-N on Instagram. So thank you so much for tuning in. And before we dive in, I guess I do have a little homework for you. Could you please go rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts? going to help us grow, show up on the search more so we can help more of you entrepreneurs scale and grow your business. So now without further ado, welcome Kelly to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here with us and I feel like you have so much amazing knowledge to share. But before we dive into that, I want to start with Finding out why, like what inspired you to start Kayla Gray? And we'll start there. Like what made you take the leap and go all in on it? I guess it's a two-part question. There's so many, so many layers to that question. (laughs) (laughs) I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Oh, we're going back to Wisconsin. Okay. Gotta give me the backstory. Born and raised in Wisconsin, was always like beauty obsessed. Like I would, we would be out in nature all day and then I'd come home and read like my beauty magazines and all of the fun stuff and started actually working my corporate career in Wisconsin, I was actually an assistant buyer for fragrances back in like my early twenties. And it was my dream job. Like I landed my dream job. I just loved it. It was incredible. And so I've always been obsessed with the way that like fragrance makes memories tangible. And there's always like a connection with it to nature for me. So there's kind of like a thread of that throughout my entire life. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and start my own business. My dad was an entrepreneur and started his own business. But as I worked my way up the corporate ladder and corporate retail, it's really hard to walk away from the steady paychecks, the bonuses, like all of it. Very hard. The golden handcuffs. So I worked in corporate retail in Wisconsin until 2010 and then moved here actually to work for another large retailer for PetSmart headquarters. And here's Phoenix, by the way. Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. I met my husband when I moved out here. We got married and then we decided that we wanted to try to have a family. And in 2017, I actually suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life. And then we lost our first baby, obviously, at the same time. And then it happened again in 2018. And it was really after those two moments that I realized life is really short. It's not guaranteed. Like I was given another shot, another opportunity to like do this life. I want to do it right. I want to do stuff that like inspires me. I want to be with people that inspire me. I want to make the memories with those people that inspire me. And so I started, you know, working away on this little dream business of mine, this fragrance company. So yeah, started working on it in 2019, actually. And we launched in 2020. And I named the company Kayla Gray to honor our first baby. That was actually going to be the name of our first baby. Just as, you know, a way to like honor the heartbreak that we went through and put beautiful things out into the world. So yeah, I finally took the leap from corporate retail in May of 2021. So proud of you. Yeah. So almost coming up on a year here pretty soon. Oh my goodness. 
a year. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like we were just on our hike when you were saying, Hey, I think I'm going to go all in and I'm going to quit. And we talked about it and I can't believe that was a year ago. Okay. So I do have one question that may not be related to hiring, but I'm going to ask anyways. So you are starting your own business while working in a full-time job. Were you surrounded by other entrepreneurs at the time doing similar things? Or were you kind of the weirdo starting this entrepreneurship journey on your own? I knew nobody in the entrepreneur space. Nobody. Like none of my friends had their own businesses. Nobody at work had like side hustles. And so I was doing it in a world that I knew nothing about other than, you know, talking to my dad, but my dad ran an adhesive distribution business. So very, (laughs) very different social media is like, he has no idea what I'm talking about when you talk about social media. So it was really important to me to like put myself out there and find other entrepreneurs doing the things that I was doing, find other women that I could actually talk to about, you know, hold conversations about a Facebook ad or, you know what I mean? Like the Instagram algorithm or, you know, hiring. It was hard at first. It was pretty lonely actually until I, you know, started putting myself out there and and networking a little bit more. That's amazing. I guess I never knew that. So tell listeners a little bit about what your corporate career was. Like, what were you doing Were you building teams? What was the team structure like of where you were working? I started in buying. And so it was really just me. I was working for other people when I started my career. And then, you know, as I advanced, I went up the corporate ladder. And my last job was actually building an entirely new division for PetSmart. And the new division was called Production Management and Domestic Sourcing. I literally started that division from scratch. Talk about hiring in areas of like crazy different expertise than what I was kind of used to. My history had been in replenishment, supply chain, inventory management, financial planning, and buying. And so the company took a chance on me and, you know, had belief and and faith in me that I could build this strong team, a new division of the company to help run its uh, proprietary brands. So, yeah, that's really what I spent the last three, four years of my career doing is hiring experts and building teams. How many people would you say you hired during that time? Throughout my career, probably 100. During those last three, four years, I would say a couple dozen. What types of roles? Were they entry-level roles? Were there more senior-level roles? Like, or is it across the board? It was really across the board. I was hiring directors all the way down to entry-level people that were entering orders or managing production runs for us. I also had kind of a dotted line to our suppliers and production team. So all of our large manufacturers would report to our team directly when it comes to any production supply chain sourcing negotiation issues. So we had, you know, thousands of suppliers out there as well that we were managing, as well as a direct team underneath me. Describe the amount of support. So, you know, PetSmart's a very large corporation. What type of support did you have in the hiring process when you were working there? I had a whole team and I had an incredible, the HR team at PetSmart is just wonderful. They literally will sit down and like listen to you on what your dream vision is for the team that you're building. And then they go out and they recruit hard. You know, they recruit from thousands of different places. They do a ton of networking, even on social media out there recruiting for people. And so I had a huge team of people that really, A, they vetted people before they even came to me. And they, because they, they do it for a living, like it, you know, I had, you know, built in expertise of people that were actually handing me people with expertise that it would have taken me years to find on my own. So yeah, we had huge teams of HR that were helping us hiring all of our people. 
which is very typical in large corporations for sure. Okay. So did you ever get training on interviewing or hiring? Have you ever had any sort of training on that? And did they provide that for you as a manager? I would say when we sat down to talk about each applicant that we were looking for, I would explain to them like the traits that I needed. And I would explain to them like the types of questions that, you know, I would be asking in the interview. I wouldn't say that I've ever had formal training on it. I think just growing up in the space, I mean, I was in retail for almost 20 years, you know, very quickly when a person's a good fit or not, whether it's a culture fit or, you know, an analytical mindset fit for the position. I just, I knew I had a list of 20 questions that I use in every single interview. I just tweak them a little bit based off of the job role, obviously, and the, and the skill set that they're needing. But no, I wouldn't say I've ever gotten any formal training on how to interview. Isn't that nuts? You say that and I'm like, okay, in 20 years of my career, no one ever did sit me down and like say, that's wild now that you're asking that. Me neither. I do it for a living. You know, I've been a recruiter and in HR for almost 15 years. And I have never really gotten formal training on how to do it. Like, it's just crazy. And the majority, I would argue, I don't know staff, I don't know the stats on this, but I would argue the majority of the people out there hiring haven't gotten training on it ever, which is just crazy. There's a lot of books out there and resources out there now to learn, which definitely help. But yeah, it's crazy that a lot of organizations don't have that. And now that you say that, like in the last few organizations, like big organizations that I worked for, like we got a ton of training on like being a great leader, like how to manage through situational leadership or, you know, having difficult conversations. But you're right. Like that's mind blowing that you say that to me. Like we never got trained on how to hire the right people to begin with. That's really interesting. I know it's insane. It's wild. Well, that's what my hope is for this podcast is to help some of the folks out there hiring learn some of the skills and tools to make better decisions, right? At the end of the day, you're still deciding on a human. So you can't, humans will be humans and and the decision's not always going to be right, but hopefully you can make a lot better decisions with some of these tips that we give them. So now you have your own small business. Do you have any team members that work for you right now or describe how that is different than when you were working in your last corporate role? So different, (laughs) so different. I would say in a couple different ways. Right now I have a virtual assistant that works for me. And then I have a lot of different contractors that work for me, like a social media team, photographers, people that have very different skill sets and expertise. I hire people that are basically the opposite of me. They can do things where in areas of my weakness, especially when you're first starting your own company, like your funds are limited, you know, so you kind of have to figure out like where the best money is spent on hiring out. And I would say, well, a few things. First off, I had a huge pool of people that I could choose from when I was at a corporate job, people that were already vetted and already, you know, had everything that I was looking for. It was just whether or not they were a good fit for my culture and my team it was really kind of where it came down at the end of the day when we were recruiting. Whereas when you're hiring for your own small business, it's different in a couple different ways. A, when you're hiring for a large corporation, you're hiring for a specific job that has a specific set of skill sets in order to do that job. Those skill set and requirements are very well defined. I find that when you're hiring for a small business, you're kind of looking for someone that can most of the time do a little bit of everything. Unless you're hiring, you know, a company or somebody 
you know, to manage ads or, you know, to do photography or something that's more of like a niche skill set. I find that in my own small business, I need assistance that can help me kind of do a little bit of everything, help me with social media, help me create graphics, help me manage production, help keep my calendar organized, help do personal errands if needed. And so it's a very different type of person that I'm hiring versus hiring the person who went to college and like had the specific degree in the specific sourcing area and has 15 years of negotiation skills doing major contracts for companies. It's very different and I'm doing it alone, you know for the most part, hiring for my own business. It's such an interesting thing as you're a small business because usually the first people that you need are more generalists, like what you just described, right? Like you're really looking for someone who can do a lot of different things well until you get to a point that you then need to start special, you know, hiring specialists who are very specialized in whatever their their skill set is. However, I would almost argue that the first few hires that you need in a business are probably part-time contract help that are more specialized, right? So it's like, what are like some of the core things that you said photographers, social media folks, what are some other roles that you've hired for like that initially that aren't even considered like full-time jobs, but maybe more freelancers or, or more project work? Yeah, I mean, for me, my first hires were social media, photography, web design, and somebody to help me with packaging product development packaging, because those were all areas that I didn't have skill set in and I need to hire somebody full-time. So it was all contract work. It was all part-time. And it was almost like set up, right? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It was like setting up it for the first time. And then once some things are done, do you really need that help anymore? Not usually. I mean, there's like always going to be things like ongoing web help. I'm always going to need photography help. But a lot of things it really was just to get things up and running especially when it comes to like product development or maybe packaging design, unless you're going through a rebrand, those things are more one and done than they are like consistent over and over and over work. But I think you learn, like you figure that out and you learn. I think a lot of people when they have small businesses hire somebody that is a little bit broader to do a little bit of everything, because I don't think as a small business owner, you know what your weakness is or skill sets are, especially if you haven't been in a large corporate environment to kind of figure that out almost on somebody else's dime, you're figuring out on your own. And so you kind of need someone that does a little bit of everything until you can really figure out what specialized things you need to hire out for. At least that's kind of how it was a little bit, just in conversations with other small business owners. What are some things you've learned about hiring as a small business owner? Or I guess, where are some of the blind spots that you are like, oh, wow, I didn't realize this was a part of hiring or I need to become better at, this aspect of hiring, is there anything that's just been a little bit eye-opening that you didn't realize was so involved in hiring teams when you were at a larger organization? At a large organization, I didn't have the opportunity to test them out before we hired them. And that was a learning that I had as a small business owner that I learned pretty quickly that I had actually the flexibility to do a little bit more. An example would be, I just hired a virtual assistant and she didn't have many examples of email creation for me, you know, copied the visuals, just the whole package of it. And so I had asked her, give me three different emails that you would create for my company and kind of like was able to do a little bit of a trial run until I actually hired her for my company. In my corporate job, I never had the opportunity to do that. It was kind of like, 
you know, you have a couple interviews and like you're hired and like you're in and like you have this whole like onboarding process. And so that was something that I learned I needed to do very quickly when I made a couple hires and that just didn't work out because I never thought like, hey, I could actually have them do a couple things before I actually take them on. So that was a big aha moment for me and a big shift in mindset. That's a great example because there is a lot of opportunities that you can weave, whether it's, hey, let's start out for like two weeks, temp to hire, or hey, can I give you this project to execute? And maybe you just pay them for the project and see how it turns out. Or even just ways to like pulling in what I call them are like work samples or an activity and exercise or something into the interview process where you can like create some sort of a, an assignment and say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Can you create three email templates and send it back to me? And that can be a part of the interview process too, right? Is that what you did? Or did you do more of like attempt to hire thing? That's exactly what I did after learning a year later that that's what I needed to do. <laughs> Literally had no idea that that was even an option. And so over the last, you know, two years of me building this company, I have learned to do exactly that. Like ask them for samples, ask them for different types of project work that they've already done. And right now I never hire anybody directly into my company. It's always contract work. It always starts with a 90 day trial period. And then we figure out if we're a good fit or not. You know, there's a lot of contractors out there that require six month contracts. I say, no, like if you want to work with me, we're going to start for three months and just kind of see how it works. And we may or may not be a right fit for each other. It took me a while to learn that I could even do a lot of that stuff. I was so used to like corporate mindset. You know what I mean? Like you're hiring them, like it's a huge undertaking and you can ask for what you need and what you want before bringing that person into your company. At what size do you feel like that might not work or could be questionable about doing a trial period? Like, do you feel like there's a size or a specialization of the roles that might change that approach for you? Yeah, I think honestly, bandwidth, like there's going to be a point in time when I just don't have time to handhold somebody that I'm bringing on board. And I just need somebody that has the expertise. But I feel like it's going to be when I get large enough within my company that I have more specialized roles versus someone that may be doing a little bit more of everything. Like an example would be a web developer. For me, it's it's a pretty analytical coded position. Like if you can show me some examples, I don't need you to build me a website before I like bring you on and hire you. So I think it, it honestly just depends on the role. And I also think it depends on the skill set and the time in the industry of the person that I'm interviewing. VAs are doing a lot more personal things and a little bit broader they need to have a little bit broader of an experience to be able to pick, pivot and adjust quickly. Whereas like a web developer, like if you could just show me a few things that you've already done, like I'm more likely to just hire you without doing a trial period or, you know, 90 day. So there's obviously like the types of roles that you're recruiting for are different than when you were in your corporate job. But how do you feel like the culture is different? You know, that you mentioned that at PetSmart, you would always interview for culture and team fit. Do you still have some of the same culture and team fit in your small business or has that shifted a little bit? It's shifted a little bit, I would say, because I don't have large teams coming together in an in-person setting that they really need like personality wise and work style wise. They really need to learn and understand each other. I mean, we would have huge conferences two or three times a year where we were getting together 
and like learning each other's work styles, communication styles, strengths and weaknesses in order to make sure that we're functioning very well as a large team together in order to make sure that we're hitting our goals. For me at the place that I'm at right now, like, will I do that in the future of Kayla Gray? Like when I'm much larger? Absolutely. But today, like you need to be a good culture fit for me and my personality in the way that I work because I have such limited time during the day because I really am doing mostly, most everything, right? I don't have specialized teams within my business yet in order to hire specialized people. So the people that I am hiring, like have to understand my work style and like, I may be a little flaky if I don't get back to you on something like you need to push me and be like, Hey, following up on this item or it's very different things that I'm hiring for now because the structure is probably a little bit looser than it was in a large corporate environment. They had very specific trainings and like tasks and to-do lists every single week. But I do bring a lot of the same things in terms of like, you know, 30, 90 mid-year and annual reviews that I do that I did in my corporate job. I think those types of things are still important to bring into small businesses, but it's different. It is very different. You have your 20 interview questions that you ask everyone. How did you create those? Do you remember when you created that list or was it something you just added to over time where you were like, oh, wow, this really got to the meat of what I was looking for? Or like, how did you create that list? It was a culmination of the 20 years of experience I had interviewing people. And you would think because I've interviewed so many people for so many different types of roles that the questions I would ask have to be different for like most of these different types of roles. And some are, you know, very specific on, you know, asking a certain type of analysis or asking like, tell me a time that a negotiation failed for you and all the typical interview questions that you have. But I found the ones that really made the difference for me were kind of the more personal ones. Like there's one I always ask at every single interview and it is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And for me, it sounds like a soft question, but like it gave me such insight to people and the way that their minds work and the things that are important to them. And the questions, no joke, that is the one question that really... It helped me see inside of people to understand like what type of worker they are and what type of person that they are and will they go above and beyond for the job that I need them to? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you brought up something that's such a good point that I think listeners need to remember is that just like yoga is a practice, like interviewing is a practice and hiring is a practice. And like, there's no magic wand question. There's no magic wand, personality assessment, like there's no magic bullet to like make sure you make make the best hire, right? Like it's a practice and it comes with time. And I guess, how do you feel like your interview style changed over time as you got more comfortable? Like any pieces of advice you would give somebody who's maybe kind of new in interviewing that you wish you would have really taken to heart when you first started interviewing? Yeah, when I first started interviewing, it was very black and white for me. Like, do you have the skill set? Do you do a good job? Can you give me examples of, you know, all the analytics and like the specific tasks that you're doing? And as I grew in my career as a leader, I understood that there's like a way bigger component of it, which is the softer side of things. For me, the number one trait that I look for in really any hire is natural curiosity. Like you need to be a curious person. You need to like, if you have a question on how to do something, like you don't just wait and sit for someone to give you the answer. Like you dig in and kind of figure things out. You're naturally curious. You're like wondering why things work the way that they work. And so those are the types of questions, less like the actual expertise, 
more like, are you curious to kind of figure it out? If you get stuck on something, like, how do you come out of that situation? And, you know, instead of coming to me with problems, coming to me with problems and a couple different solutions that I can choose from as your boss. And so I've learned very quickly that it's, it's not always about the skill set. I mean, like we were talking about a web developer, like you need to know what you're doing if you're building websites, but like, you know, for most other types of jobs, it's deeper than that. And so that's one thing that I've definitely learned over the last 20 years is to kind of dive into that stuff too. Do you have other qualities that you think are super important besides curiosity and resourcefulness that come to mind? I'm trying to think of if I have any that, I mean, I do, but. I mean, for me, like you want your environment to be fun. And so somebody that gets like, I have like, you know, a quirky personality and I swear on occasion. And like, you know, I don't want to like offend anybody if I'm like, you know, having a wild day and it just like all comes out like you know? <laughs> so like getting along with someone that like I really enjoy every single day is important but yeah for me it really is natural curiosity for me and like knowing when you don't know being safe enough or being confident enough to say that you don't know and you need help on something so being vulnerable it'll you know in a obviously a work environment way but like I think those are really important yeah. I also really love like personal responsibility as well as like, this is a weird one that might throw people off and I would offer it to you to maybe include, but like self-regulation, how do you help yourself get through the emotional aspects of work? You know, like what resources do you have? Like that is because so often you're like, oh my gosh, I have this coworker who's always complaining or, you know, flying off the handle. And it's like, well, that's because they probably don't have self-regulation tools and stuff like that. That is such a good one. Oh yeah, that's a really, really good one. And like, I, I'm from the Midwest and I feel like work ethic there is just like, if I, when I'm hiring, like if, I, if you're from the Midwest, I'm kind of like, okay, like let's go. I don't know. There's just something about the where I grew up and the work ethic that, you know, I really, it always catches my eye too a little bit. One other thing I wanted just to touch base on about the difference or as it relates to like the difference of corporate hiring versus small business hiring, as you're looking to find people for the needs you have, where do you go to find candidates to fill some of these needs that you have? My favorite place to go is obviously my network. Just asking other people if they know anybody, if they're using, you know, somebody for their company that they loved, I would say 95% of the time, that's where I get the people that I've worked for is through referrals and through having conversations with other people. And oh my gosh, like I saw this Facebook ad the other day, it was phenomenal. Like, who are you using? Do you like them? Like, would you recommend them? Does your, you know, your VA, do they taking on any other clients? Do they have, you know, capability to do 10 extra hours a week? So for me, it really is mostly about referrals. Other than referrals, I do use LinkedIn and I use my social media account. A lot of times your followers on your social media, the people that are engaging and interacting with you are going to be the most excited to actually want to work for you. I would say those are the three biggest areas that I find people for my company. That's amazing. I mean, those are the best places to start for sure, especially if you're connected to other people in the space that you're in who may have similar you know, roles and, and expertise and whatnot. I believe gone are the days of posting a job ad on Indeed and finding the perfect fit. Does it happen? Yes, it can, but it's not, you can't like bank on that anymore. So it's definitely, you have to go out and find people and also make them excited about your company. 
because when you were at PetSmart, you didn't have to tell people why it was such a great place to work. Like people knew that, but now people don't know what Kayla Gray is or why it's such a great place to work. So I think also just remembering that throughout the interviewing process, you have to get people excited about what you're up to and not expect that they can just find out the information about your company, right? I mean, that's such a good point. Like when you talk about interviewing, you know, and when I talk about culture fit, that's a huge part of my interview process is like, do you get excited about the things that our company culture gets excited about? You know, and like for me, like if you don't care that like sense connect to memories or if like you don't have an awesome memory of the fact that like lilacs remind you of your grandparents or like, you know, the smell of a bonfire makes you think of your dad growing up. Like if you don't connect those dots for yourself, you, you might not be a good fit for a company and not that you need to be super passionate about fragrance and everything, but like, I want you to get it, you know what I mean? And be excited to work alongside of building this super cool company. Yeah, I think that's huge. That's a great point. Do you have any other hiring tips or interviewing tips that you feel like could help our listeners who are likely smaller business owners as well? Any other tips we haven't covered that you think are super important? I always look for people that go one step a little bit further in the interview process. You know, an example would be the VA that I just hired. I had asked her if she would create an email example for me. She ended up sending me like six of them because she wanted to give me like a broad range of her skill set. I didn't get back to her within like 48 hours of an email. And I owed her, you know, I had sent her a couple of things to look at in terms of a contract. And she pinged me back like 48 hours later. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm sure you're like super swamped. Just wanted to put this back up at the top of your email. And so for me, like maybe they don't always have the exact skill set that you're looking for. But if they're taking the time to go above and beyond and kind of prove to you that they're super excited about this, about this opportunity, those in the last 20 years of my career have always been my best hires. Always because they're excited, they're motivated, they're willing to take one step further to get like the job of their dreams. And so for me, like don't dismiss the ones that may not have all the experience, but are willing to kind of take that extra step to show you that they're like super pumped about it. So that would be my other tip. I'm so grateful that you took a few minutes out to meet with me and share some of this stuff. I feel like, I mean, we're going to have to have more jam sessions on building teams and leading teams and, and how you can like convert some of the corporate stuff into small business stuff because it's the same but different, right? I would love to like talk about how your 30, 60, 90 day plans maybe are a little different. Like I feel like we could definitely talk a lot about that. So, so excited for you and what you're up to. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so grateful. And for everybody, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at The Hiring School and make sure you follow our show on Apple Podcasts. And if you could, please rate and review. We'll see you next week. Bye.